0: interview time once again let's get it going deep voice guy welcome to the alt insider podcast dedicated to making you have the most fun possible while living or dreaming about living in japan whether you've been here for years or are just starting to consider it we've got you covered and now your host broadcasting from somewhere in japan james you know, I promised it was going to happen. I had, a, said I was working on this interview for a while, and it finally happened. This week, it's an interview with Dave Trippin. The guy, he, that's his name on his YouTube channel. That's why I said Dave Trippin. It's not his actual name, but I assume you know that. But in this episode, I mean, I think all the episodes, I do have some, you know, there's some good points in all of them, hopefully. But this one, I think there really is information packed in there for every ALT, everyone living in Japan that wants to learn, you know, about what being an ALT is like, how to... How to handle being an ALT, every part of that. So like, you know, getting a job, working the job, and what to do after the job. Because like I would say, ALT is good for the short term, but not as good for the long term. Every good thing has a an has a expiration date. Every buffet has a point where you can't eat anymore, correct? So this interview is really good, and it really says a lot of stuff. That's basically the easiest way I can say it. There's a lot of information packed in here. So let's get right to it. No more no more joking around. Let's get to it. Um, for the show notes of all the things we mentioned, we do mention a lot of stuff. We mention a lot of his videos and stuff like that. So if you want to check that out, go to altinsider.com and click on the, the podcast menu button. That's not a good word to say that. The tab is that says the podcast or you can put in directly altinsider.com forward slash podcast 61. Everything will be there for you. So without further ado, let's get to this interview. There's a lot of stuff packed in there. Enjoy. Tell me what you thought about it on the website in the comments section. If you have any questions for Dave himself, he'd be happy to hear them too on his YouTube channel. But without further ado, how many times can I say further ado? Maybe one more time. Let's get to the interview. Enjoy. All right, guys. Today I have a guest that is—he has is a pain The Holy Grail. He is a direct hire LT. He was once a dispatch company LT. If I'm—I'm—I think I'm correct on that. Yep, you are correct. He also has an awesome YouTube channel. He talks about living in Japan stuff, a lot, being an LT, a lot of stuff about being in Japan. And I think we share a lot of the same opinions about stuff, so I wanted to get him on here. His name is Dave. How you doing today, Dave?
1: I'm doing awesome, man. Thanks for having me on to the cast. I really, really appreciate it.
0: Yeah, I had to get you on here because, you know, you, you kind of, like, like I like to do, tell it like it is about Japan. You know, there's bad points, there's good points. You don't say only the bad points, you don't say all the good points. And the most important point is you don't just use clickbaity titles for everything, so I appreciate that.
1: As little as possible,
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sometimes you have to, you know, top yeah, 10, uh, top 10 sushi, you never taste. Yeah,
1: okay. top 10s are, every, you know, you like, can't escape them. You
0: got to put a hot girl in the thumbnail sometimes, you know, <laughs> it's okay. Okay, so first question I like to start with on the podcast is always, why did you come to Japan in the first place and how did you come? What kind of, what was your employment?
1: Uh, All right. Well, the the way that I had initially grown interested in Japan, I can do like a fairly abridged version of this, was that when I was very young, say about 10 years old, I had a friend who left with his family because his father got a job working here. And I was young enough that that kind of move to a place so exotic held a certain uh, amount of magic to it. And I became interested in the culture as a result of that. And I got kind of like that nerdy interest in the anime and the books and the religion. And that followed me through to university where I continued to study the history. And my friend actually went to return to Japan. He took more schooling in Japan. He really he lived there for about three years left, went back for another couple of years. And so while the connection was sparked when we were younger, it still kind of continued through when we were a little older. Then I'd ended up in a significant relationship where I'd always kind of had this, this fantasy or dream of coming over to teach. And when I got into the more significant relationship, mm-hmm. it wasn't really an option at that point, because as much as that was a personal interest I had, it wasn't going to coexist well with uh, bringing somebody else over while I taught English and they were trying to start a career in Canada. So okay. it got shelved for a little while. But then post-relationship, that's the euphemism we'll use here, um My buddy, again, the same guy said to me is like, Dave, because I was looking around, I had gone back to school for a little bit, kind of floundering, trying to, again, decide exactly what I would do uh, because I'd kind of been disillusioned with the sort of like traditional career path that I was following. And he said, why don't you try to follow that dream again? Why don't you go over? And I said, well, it's complicated, right? And it's, it's which is the farthest thing from the truth, actually, to initially get to Japan is not actually that difficult. And I was like, where do I even begin? And he said, "Well, you you just go on Craigslist." I was like, "What? Really? They're <laughs> they're going to have it on Craigslist?" So I checked out there and then lo and behold, there's there was uh, interact, but as I found it, it wasn't actually interact. It was this go between even for interact that was called teach away.
0: So dispatch of a dispatch.
1: A dispatch of a dispatch, which like blows my mind now to think how interlaced they are with each other, but I I then applied through them. I was then made aware that it was actually Interact that was hiring me. And I went through quite a long process because at first I got hired for the job. But then when I reassessed the amount of money that I'd saved, it wasn't quite enough. So I held on to the job offer, but waited like another half a year before I then set out. So it actually had me arriving in the country kind of off kilter with the t- traditional hiring cycle. But that was nice too because I kind of got to ease into it, whereas people often get dropped right in.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's true. And so, how long ago was that?
1: that would be now, as of May, it was three years that oh, yeah. I had arrived in Japan. So yeah, I suppose just quite literally a little over three years now that I've been in the country.
0: Okay. So did you have, what was your interview process like for that? Did you get interviewed by Interact directly? Was that dispatch of a dispatch, you know, dis, dis, dispatch company inception or what, whatever?
1: Yeah. Dispatch inception is basically how it occurred. And most of it, well, it had the the uh, the process to begin with was a phone interview. Once I had applied or I mean, they got a hold of me uh, through my email contact. Said we got your application. We'd like to speak to you on the phone. They spoke to me on the phone. The conversation went well enough as it was. They said, OK, we're going to get back to you and arrange a time for an actual in-person interview. And if you make it for that in-person, then we'll give you all the details of the in-person interview. And I made it past the phone conversation, they got a hold of me and then they told me all the details of were I to come in for the in-person and the in-person was quite involved because there was like there was a period of time dedicated or at least it seems involved when you've not gone through the process before where they said there's going to be a grammar test. We're going to record you on video doing a uh, a faux lesson plan. We're yeah. going to do then a question question and answer period, which is all quite intimidating. But when you broke it down into its individual parts and looking back on it, it's fairly straightforward and simple if you keep your wits about you and you stay calm and you organize each little thing. It's It doesn't have to be overwhelming, and and it went well as well. I mean, especially when you hear something like, without having studied grammar recently that they're going to do some big grammar test and they're playing it up like it's a huge deal. Uh, so I was particularly worried about that, but then discovered when I went in that it was like a 10 minute test and it wasn't terribly difficult at all. And
0: yeah, I think it's just a yeah. call the extremely weak candidates. Yeah,
1: exactly. There is so much at the beginning that I would say is really just to, gauge how serious you are about this undertaking and that's what they're trying to uh, root out what you you couldn't have described it better
0: and sometimes it's surprising who still gets gets the job after that all the culling of the week you know
1: <laughs> all all's always shocking and always will be i think when it, for whatever job you get in your life you're always going to see those people where you're like how the hell did you you know, you yeah. get through the net. Like what? What has happened here? I feel
0: like the percentage of ALTs that have that is very high. But yeah, that's definitely true. <laughs> so, what was the first? Uh, what was your initial impressions of being an ALT? Once you got, you know, what, the, what was your first month like?
1: The first month was really well. It's I would say it's it's the most exciting. You could never having having never done a great deal of international travel and being thrown into a true culture shock it's not like going to the US from Canada where you're like oh their milk has a different name you know it's like yeah. genuinely it's genuinely different and i i absolutely love that and i also not that everyone has this situation but i had nice schools with like good teachers and so i loved the experience to begin with and it was nerve-wracking but it went very very well and of course there was In the first couple months that you get there, there's a lot of things that happen usually at the beginning of a school year, which are wonderful, which is they'll celebrate all the new teachers coming. And so quite quickly off of the bat, you get to go to an enkai or a a school party. Yeah. And that that to this day, that like first school party and going out to one of the, the Japanese pub izakayas together in this like intimate group of people and something now that seems so insignificant, but I still love where everyone sits on the floor which is, you know, worlds apart. I would never do that back home. All mm-hmm. those little, every cultural detail stood out more than it ever will because it's when you first experience it, and it was a joy. I, I loved the, the first month. It was amazing.
0: Yeah, so th- we had a good first month, I guess. Let's go farther down because I get a lot of questions about, you know, what's this company like? What's this company like? Now, you're not, a, you're not hired by Interact anymore, but what would you say, like, how was your experience from 1 to 10 with Interact as a whole?
1: I would say that my well, if my experience was Interact doing everything that they said that they would do, it was a ten. Interact will do everything that they say that they're going to do for you. Yeah, but it's when you broaden your perspective and you look at it from now that I know more. How does this compare to the other options that are available? I would put them at like a six.
0: Yeah, I think, but I think you still you said the exact right thing. Interact is gives you what they promise you know so it's yes. getting pissed at them for not offering something they didn't promise seems like a very you know fool fools uh, fool's uh, errand
1: absolutely no it's it that that's the thing right you can only it's you're kind of guilty of your own ignorance there is a line i draw yeah. where i do i did find that there were a couple business practices afterwards where they didn't disclose things to the employees that I didn't like the fact that they never, ever added up to some huge, huge, huge impact on you, but it made you feel like what you were, which is a number to them. Mm -hmm. And if you situate yourself in that, if you use them like they're using you, as I've tried to say in a number of videos, as a stepping stone, they're not there for you to create a long-term career. But they're amazing because unlike a lot of the better jobs, they hire internationally. You're not going to ask one of these better companies that you can find in Japan to hire internationally. They're going to want people with at least a year's experience living in the country, at least some mastery of the language, and they're not going to get you a visa from outside of the country. So Interact has its use. You get in with them, you get used to the culture and then should you so desire to improve, you move on to something else.
0: Yeah, that's exactly what I say. That's why I have the, I have a whole series of it with interviewing people that moved on from it, from, you know, ALT job, because I like to say it's a great job for the short term. It's a horrible job for the long term. And if you take it like that, like you obviously do, then you can have a great experience, you know, just when you yeah. start expecting it to be a long term thing, which something it never promised you to be, you know, that's when people get bitter and, you know, end up not having fun in Japan, you know, so.
1: Absolutely.
0: So last question about your ALT uh, thing. What was your, what was one of your go-to games? I have to ask, ask every ALT on here. I have a favorite game. Everyone has a favorite game. What was your favorite game?
1: Uh, It would depend on, it would depend on whether it was elementary school or if it was...
0: uh, You can choose, you can choose all parameters.
1: Okay. Well, actually, you know what? The one that I really enjoyed doing, because I did junior high school more often, um, was if you had a grammar point that you were trying to do and you would have to create some sentence from the grammar point. And what you would do is you would separate the class into different groups. Each of them would get a true or false paddle in their group. Okay. And then they would have to craft a sentence based on the grammar point that you had given them for that day that you taught them about. And then... They would each make sentences kind of like the game Balderdash. Yeah. But it was like Balderdash in the language that you're learning. So they would then say a sentence to you and all the other teams had to guess, guess whether, guess, whether or not that was true or false. And it was fun because they didn't have to tell the truth. They could use the grammar if it was grammatically correct to create some kind of ridiculous sentence like that's cool I will be going to the moon on Friday or something like that but they used be going to so it was an acceptable sentence and that got a lot of really good laughs doing that game I really enjoyed that anytime
0: one. you can have just even just a little bit of creativity it really adds to the fun so that's a good point to yeah um I was I have to get into some you have a lot of videos on oh I should mention uh Dave here has a YouTube channel and it, he talks about a lot of all different kinds of stuff. I'll link to it in the show notes page. So check it out. Um, it's called Dave Trippin. But you got a lot of videos and there's a few I want to hit on if that's okay with you. Yeah, of course. And so one you say, I said before, I like how you don't have clickbaity titles. You don't say teaching in Japan sucks. You don't say that, you know, I, uh, you know, like someone that doesn't have many boundaries, I could say. I don't want to say his name exactly, but you uh, really say what the video is about. And uh, one you say is uh, teaching English is not for me. I think that was the title. Let me bring it up. I, I hate Teaching English in Japan, I think.
1: Ah, yes. My, my most click title ever created.
0: No, <laughs> well, I yes. think it's still better than, you know, it's still better than, you know, Teaching in Japan sucks, you know. It's still I what your opinions. So I, I, I I appreciate that.
1: Well, and I, I like, allow me to, if I will, like, the way that I created that title was as though someone had said that to me and now I was going to speak to them. Uh-huh. I know people are going to say, oh, that's just deflection, you know, smoke and mirrors, but there's no reason why not. In a sort of prompt to a conversation, you could say the discussion is: this person says, "I hate teaching in Japan." Debate them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Like so that that was my kind of cheesy way to be like, "That's that's not clickbait." What are you talking oh, about? Oh, you
0: do pretty good. You do pretty good. So, um, okay, what's the other one? Interact a good company. So I, I watched that one. That was really interesting. Um, is teaching English in Japan worth it? So that's what I want to talk about a little bit deeper. Um,
1: Oh, okay, sure. So like,
0: what's a good reason for someone to come to Japan as an ALT? I guess that's a good question to get it started.
1: Because you want to. (laughs) Okay. If everything we do in life, there's no point. Like, We're amassing all this wealth and material possessions, and anything that we do ultimately is for nothing. Everything we do in our lives is, if you were at least in a first world situation, for passion. Like... You And so if you are genuinely interested, I think that when you, you start to, if you are given that situation, that opportunity to live like we do, if you say that it's for these other reasons, it's it's all an illusion. It's just we have the freedom to choose. And that will also decide your experience because somebody who comes over and says, I don't care if it's good or bad and recognizes that good and bad comes with everything we do. But you just want to have this experience, come what may, you're going to have an incredible time. But don't set these kind of like insane expectations. Maybe that's the one cautionary thing I would have is don't ask too much of life. Just be grateful that you could have the choice to go on that experience.
0: That's a good way to put it. So my follow-up to that is... Why is there so many people that stay in Japan way past the point of having a good time? I'm sure you've met a lot of people like that. Absolutely. And they're all over Japan. So why do you think there is so many people like that that just stay past their kind of their expiration date of having fun in Japan?
1: This particular demographic. Okay. I would, I would say that it's it's honestly the people who are going to do that no matter where they were because it's like it's this classic like ancient, ancient wisdom That what what is it? It's I think does Einstein say it's like to to repeat the same behavior and expect something different is the exact definition of insanity, and okay yeah that's that's and that's what these people do. And whether they were in Japan or they were back home, if you are not making the decision to change and you are still complaining, you're nuts. That's like that's what you have to do. If something is shitty in your life, you do something about it. Yeah. And that's why you continue to complain, because you're not doing anything.
0: So, um, a lot of people complain about the ALT situation. Things are going downhill. You're a direct ILT, so maybe you got out of that 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 noise. Mm. Um, what can be done to fix the ALT situation now?
1: To fix the ALT situation as it exists in the dispatch companies, I think is, is a big... Cha- well, they're even trying to do it. For example, one of the things... I mean, I talked about it in my video. What was it? It was like a Japanese english teaching companies i tried to make that differentiate that very specifically companies are corrupt was how the government has in fact seen how some of these like biz malpractice this like bad business habits that they have for example that they are manipulating your hours in your contract so they disqualify you from getting any sort of support on health care
0: yeah very sneaky
1: and the <clears throat> excuse me the the government is aware of this and had made a new law that had said that if your company exceeds 500 employees, it doesn't matter if those are part-time employees that you've hired. Those employees are additionally, you must support them for the health care. Uh, you must subsidize them, sub- subsidize them for health care. But then what happened was what Interact quite sneakily did is they found a way around it by then segmenting. Yeah. They found a loophole legally to segment themselves into all these different subgroups so that in each subgroup their employees fell below the number again. So it's it's a big push and pull right now in terms of like the government's trying to act. The, the companies are then responding to that as you would expect them to because yeah, they're protecting their own self-interest. The best thing that you can do to improve the ALT ALT situation in Japan is act for yourself. Don't leave it to somebody else. And I know people might say to that, well, you know, that's still like it shouldn't be like that. But you can. There is still as much as there is this maybe the average isn't so high. There is still an abundance of fantastic paying jobs for people who want to teach English in Japan, but they aren't going to be put up on a platter for you. I mean, I went through to my videos. I went through, I was shut down by over a dozen companies in my effort to to try and find a new place to work. But I was never in any shortage of finding a new place to go and apply to that was better than the previous that I'd looked at. And so I don't want to say it's all roll up your sleeves, but the way to most immediately impact it is to impact it with your own effort. And that's probably always going to be true.
0: Yeah, definitely. I mean, if you're a good candidate, you know, there's, you can find someone to hire. You are a hot commodity. That's why I try to remind some people, you know, like you are a hot commodity in the teaching English, even though it seems that maybe you aren't, you are, they want you. And there's not enough of you because they're going outside of native speakers down at BLTs, you know.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's like
0: you know, it's, things are gonna, you know, things are gonna be different by the Olympics when there has to be you know six thousand more ALTs, you know. Absolutely. So, what would your advice be to someone that I've been here maybe? Let's say I've been here three years, like you. I'm an ALT, but I'm kind of I'm ready for the next step. What would your advice be to that person?
1: My advice would be to try and educate yourself. Um, well, if you were to stay within English teaching, then it would be to really discover all the different options you have for hiring and whether that's that you create a social network at your schools like this is something I talked about I don't know if I've made the video about it yet but Interact, And all these companies try and almost restrict your relationships with the school, again, protecting their ass because they're like, don't say anything. Don't speak to them. Don't tell them any of your plans because they don't want Interact's reputation ruined by you saying that you're going to go and do something else. But that's like protecting against the lowest common denominator who's like, oh, I'm going to leave like six months early. But if you're at your school for a long period of time and you develop a good relationship with the people who are there, speak to them and say, I was thinking of maybe staying in the country, but I'm interested in a direct hire. Do you know who's doing that kind of thing or do you know websites or and the, the responses that you can get from this are hugely positive and ranged. You could get, like, we have a school board that's hiring in the area. The guy, the what the, the previous Kyoto sensei, the um, vice principal at my school, after he found out that I was applying to a whole bunch of places, but I didn't want to make that terribly apparent until, like, very nearly at the end, I still did tell them. He said, I wish you told me sooner. I could have helped you because I was responsible for organizing all the direct hires for Chiba in my last position, so I, I know all the people there. So... In your immediate social network, I would say that's like the, the grassroots way to go about it. Beyond that, I would say that know the things like Ohio Sensei, know the things like what's the other website, JapaneseEnglishTeacher.com. Don't just go to gaijinpot because gaijinpot is where everything kind of like bubbles up to. And that's where your mass competition is. But if you even go to Japanese dot com or Ohio sensei, you're already competing with less people yeah. because a few less people know about that. So any different avenue that you can find to apply to different places, find that out. Use that as a resource. You'll also see different jobs. And then if you want to go outside of teaching, there's no it's like I wish it were more complex. Get fluent in Japanese. Yeah, that's it that's
0: it. <laughs> that's, that's, that's the hurdle. You got to jump. you know.
1: Yeah.
0: I mean, if you, and if you want to, if you want it bad enough, you can definitely do it. That's what I always, I like to tell people. I mean, if you want to, it's something you can definitely do. It's not like a, you know, it's like a lifting weights or something to some impossible level. You, everyone can learn a language if you want it bad enough, you know?
1: Yes. Yes, you can. So,
0: um, you got the holy grail of a direct hire position. Let's, uh, let's make some people jealous here. What is better about being a direct hire than being a lowly dispatch? Like I was.
1: Oh, shall I count the ways? Um, Okay. It's uh, probably first and foremost, the simplest thing that you're going to see on paper is when you work for a dispatch company, the dispatch company is gaining its profit from the fact that you as an ALT are worth a certain amount of money. And because they are dispatching you out, they are keeping a portion of your total value. You are actually worth X amount of dollars to the Japanese government. But the dispatch company keeps it. And so naturally, your wages are going to be much lower than somebody who is direct hired because you have a middleman between you and the person who's paying you. Yes. So on average, you're going to see somebody who is in a dispatch company making about 230 to 250,000 yen per month. If you do direct hire, you can range between, I would say, between 300 and 400,000. yes. I would say that's like that's a very safe. I'm not going crazy at all. So your base wage is going to be significantly higher Then beyond that. Another big, big thing we actually briefly touched on it already is that the health insurance and pension is something that is a full time government government employee, which you are recognized as a direct hire. They contribute to. So you're going to have to only now pay for 50 percent of your health insurance which it's quite a significant bill by the end of the year it's 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 something like 250 300,000 yen for each for
0: the time, year. yeah yeah yeah, yeah so, no joke
1: no joke and and so that's again tagged down on to what you are figuratively making in the course of the year um, beyond that you also have the pension is worth mentioning as well because people are like oh they take my pension out like I don't I never had to pay pension before now they're taking pension if you leave Japan, you can claim your pension. So it's almost like you are given a forced savings account. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> when yep. you when you work for them,
0: you can use it when you get home and when I see all your friends and hang out, you know.
1: Exactly. So that's kind of cool. So if you if you look at it that way, it's it's uh it's good as well. Um, another bonus that you basically have again, and this one is significant, and this is kind of like a detail that gets tagged on to the dispatch companies if, as you move along with them is that. You're told when you start with the dispatch company, when you're first looking at the contract, it says you're going to be paid two hundred and thirty thousand dollars. And that's made readily apparent, bold, front page news in terms of what you're going to get. And then you get into the interview process. They've gone through the full interview and it's question and answer and education period for Japanese cultural details. And they say, oh, by the way, four months of the year, you're going to get significant holidays. Isn't that nice? And you're like, oh, yeah, that's that's wonderful news. I had no idea. Oh but by the way, we're going to prorate your pay in those months right because I mean you're not we're going to actually and they can even make it look good because they say look, you don't even work in the summer and we're going to pay you half your salary.
0: Yeah, yeah. So How like, they spin, yeah, they spin.
1: <laughs> you're like, "Oh, that that's real you mean I don't even have to work and you pay me you pay me for not working." Yeah. But what it means is that that 230,000 is a misquote. That would be true if they paid you a full 230,000 all 12 months or whatever, eight months of your contract. But for many, I think it's four months of the year, you end up getting prorated. I mean, to use Interact as an example, for your winter, your summer, for, can't remember, for golden week, but they they hit you like quite significantly in all these months. Whereas in a direct hire position, you are paid full salary all months of your contract. So that's not something you need to be worried about and amounts to is effectively like getting another raise because you are making that much more money over the course of the year.
0: Oh, yeah, that's a that's a big one.
1: So that's uh, that that would be I feel like there was a fourth, but it's not immediately.
0: How about let's get into the teaching stuff real quickly. Um, like I always say there's a range of you know, tape recorder and there's you do everything yourself. Where, where do you fall on that scale as a direct hire? I know every situation is different, but how do you where do you fall on that scale?
1: In my at my schools, I would fall into with complete transparency at my schools. I am a tape recorder. I like to consider myself a a proud tape recorder because even as it this is the thing even in the most reduced role it's that whole like you can if you're going to be a bush be the coolest bush in the forest you know <laughs> like deep yeah you can still be that good tape recorder because that means that you're you are reading dialogues with the teacher you're marking s you're marking their work in the class if there's group activities you're going around and supporting them even as a tape recorder, there are several different roles that you fulfill in the classroom that you can be doing better or worse and you can have an impact. And then that's not to mention outside of that role that you can join any club activities if you want to. Well, at least observe until they might enjoy uh, invite you to actually join in doing them. Yeah. You can you can make sure that any social events at the school that you're going to, depending on the school that you work at, there'll be a speech contest or an interactive forum. You can basically basically in many creative ways, make yourself available to the students so that they can practice more with you like that. That's a thing I try and reinforce to people, because some people it's a gift and some people it's a curse. And I think that it could actually work for both personality types if they just knew how to approach the situation as that kind of like, you know, the dreaded tape recorder.
0: Yeah, it's like, yeah, you have to be tape recorder in the classroom, but there's still a thousand things you can do to spend time with students, use your teaching skills, use your, I don't know, if you have a degree or something. There's ways you can use those skills if you want to bad enough. You
1: know? Absolutely. freaking lutely
0: N- Not can. to mention that you can, you know, work on your teachers, try to get a bigger role. If that's something you want to do, it doesn't have to be.
1: Yep, yep, and... And it's like, what? What? What is your problem that you have more free time to work on getting a Tesla certification? To, <laughs> yeah. To, that you that you'd have free time to study Japanese so that you could enter into a different job if you'd like. Like, it blows my mind when people are like, oh, "I sit in the office." I'm like then Why don't you do something? You're in an office and you have free time. You could you could do so many things.
0: So um, now we got people significantly uh, interested in the job. Obviously, let's say I want to be a direct hire next year. Give me give me a quick rundown of what what should I be doing right now to get a, you know, a great direct hire job next year
1: to get a great direct hire job is to be be aware of the windows with within which they hire, because there's going to be this period of time that rolls by in like March or whatever, where they're or before March, say like February, where they're getting ready for the next term. Um, not always, but again, coming back to the language, because you are a direct hire. they can't any longer have the pretense that you're not in a full Japanese role. And so not in every board of education, but many of the boards of education, if not the entire, a good portion, say like 20 minutes, a half an hour of the interview will be conducted in Japanese. So you need to know Japanese to be able to do your self-introduction, to carry a conversation, to answer a few significant questions. And that'll look really, really good. Of course, you're going there to teach English. It's not that you need to be, you know, fluent in Japanese. But as a representative of a full direct hire, it's very good to have your your Japanese up. Also, I would think going into those things, like you wouldn't any job interview have things brought to mind that show how you had succeeded as a teacher. If you If you'd spent extra time coaching for a speech contest, mention that. If you've had students... That have won speech contest competitions. If you coach someone to some success, mention the fact that you love coaching and your students have had success in coaching. Um, yeah, without dragging on, those are those are like the fundamental things.
0: That's some good stuff. Yeah, definitely. So, if you want to be a direct hire, you can make the steps. Go to the websites you said. Was it, go to those two websites you said not before you go to Gaijin Pot.
1: Oh, it was um, JapaneseEnglishTeacher.com in Ohio Sensei.
0: Now, is that where you found your job? Or was it through connections or?
1: Um, I found mine through, no, complete transparency. Mine was through a connection found on that board of education's website. So that's another thing you can check. If you're interested to work in a particular board of education, Google uh, Chiba Board of Education, like Japanese Board of Education, and go look on their website because they will post on their website.
0: There you go. So it's all about the work you put in. That's how you get the job. Yes. So let's get into before we got it. You shared a lot of great stuff. I think you are, you know, we think we think a lot of a lot of stuff about the ALT game. But let's get into your uh, YouTube channel a little bit here. So I know we already talked about it before, but for the second time, let's get into it again. What's uh, what can someone expect to find on your YouTube channel if they've never seen it before? Uh,
1: From from. It's original creation. I To build an audience created just brute force question and answer. So my older videos are probably the most educational because nobody wants to see your new edited tour video without like having any sort of an audience. So if you want to find a resource to educate yourself on the whole ALT experience, it's there. And then as I've grown and while still attending to people answering as many questions as I can, I've tried to kind of diversify into like more of an entertainment documentary, music video kind of style, more of an entertainment channel now, but that I will never forget my roots. Like I'm always answering emails. I'm always trying to teach people about how they can get a job here and then start on whatever other adventure. So Early videos, education. Recent videos, entertainment. That's how I would describe it. Um,
0: yeah, you're definitely getting more, you kind of more branching out recently, I would say, it's mm. fair to say. Um, so I like to ask, you know, people that have a YouTube channel, have a blog or something. What What's a YouTube channel that you were checking out that is not yours? What's someone that you would recommend someone check out that's in the, the, in the ALT world?
1: A huge, well, okay for for ALTs, you know, let's
0: say teaching, in teaching in Japan, teaching
1: teaching in Japan, a guy, he kind of dropped off the face of the earth. I I messaged him recently because I had so much respect for his personality. He still does have his channel up. His name was Ryman Gaijin. And before I came over, I was like, this guy is genuine. He's he's got like his passions that he pursues, which I respect so much that if you have a passion, you go after it. And he, he did tons of great educational stuff if you want to teach in japan you're gonna you're gonna learn a lot of stuff from him i don't know how active he is now yeah uh but even his old videos would still to this day remain useful for you yeah
0: the cool thing about him was he he didn't forget his passions you know i think some people make that mistake when they come to japan like now i'm in japan it's cool to be in japan but don't forget what you, you know the things you like to do keep doing them, man that's a good definitely a good yeah. channel Um, so what's the one video you'd recommend someone to check out of yours that, Hey, I want to check out Dave's stuff. What's one video that you would lead them to? And I will link it in the show notes page.
1: Okay. Uh, to, to match, I would say the theme of your, what you're presenting to for your audience that I think would be the best was, uh, where is it here? It's basically one of these like, should, Oh, that's what it's called. Should I teach in Japan or no, should I teach English in Japan?
0: Okay. That's that one will be linked in the show notes page. So. All right, Dave, thanks a lot for coming on today and uh, good luck with your, you know, you got the Holy Grail already, but good luck. And what's your, what's your next step actually? Because I know you say, you agree with me that the LT job isn't forever things. What's, what's kind of, what are you looking at in your, you know, your future radar? Not that that's a word, but your future radar, what are you looking at?
1: What's on the, uh, I would say at least I cannot, for the experience I'm having for the, the situation I found myself in, in this board of education, I would like to spend at least I had the personal goal when I arrived first to see the first graders, the Ichi Nensei, graduate. I enjoy this new school so much at least in the following three years, I would like to stay at this same school and master the language because it's
0: n one master or
1: we're we're talking we're talking it doesn't even have to be in in that sense, but that I can walk up to any Japanese person and talk to him about whatever the hell I want to talk
0: to yeah that about. that's probably a better that's a better gaze than n one, actually, yeah
1: yeah, that that's what I want to do. I want to be able to read and write Japanese and be able to speak without fear of running into a wall with people. And in the meantime, spend some good years working at this amazing school that I found myself in.
0: There you go. So all right, Dave, thanks again for stopping by. I think I've already said that before, but we got some good stuff here, and I will talk to you soon. Maybe in the future, we can get some maybe a more directed episode, maybe about to direct hire thing or maybe, making a youtube channel i don't know we got to get you on here again sometime in the future though but thanks again and i'll talk to you later
1: sounds good thanks for listening to the alt insider podcast for more
0: info on how you can have more fun working in japan visit altinsider.com see you next time